Welcome to another fantastic Loftus Party podcast. On today's show, you know we're going to be talking about uh, RBG, the Ruth Bader Ginsburg. We're also going to be talking about a little TikTok. We're going to be talking about the Durham Probe. We're going to be talking about Belarus. We're going to be contested con- elections. Vote by mail madness. The, uh, the Democrats scare tactics. And here's how we're going to frame this. I want to do... Uh, here's going to be the title of the show. Uh, RBG and our semi-annual complainathon. <laughs> I want to do... Complainathon? Okay. Yes. An yes. annual one at that. Semi-annual. We might actually do it quarterly. I was. I woke up today, and I. I, I don't. De- I don't do well in the fall. I don't do well in autumn, and I find uh, when I when I get when I start to get depressed, I usually lash out, and I'm like, why not steer into the curve? We never do this. We never have just a giant. Uh, I don't want to call it a bitch fest. I thought complainathon would be classier. So it's going to be a massive. Uh, I just say open up the sluice gates and just let's let's have at it. Although uh, I'm in a far better mood now than I was earlier this morning. I steered into the curve. I steered into the curve, and I think you'll find this a little uh, funny, a little interesting. Not funny, ha ha. But funny, oh, that's weird. I, I'm like, uh, I do these uh, every Sunday. I post some songs uh, at, the, at the loftusparty.com, my Sunday jams. And like today, I'm like, I'm just going to go with it. I'm, I'm going to steer into the melancholy of it all. I hate the fall. The only thing I hate worse than the fall is the winter. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't thrive. I don't do well. Uh, so I, I put up. A couple of songs. I put up a uh, a song by Beck that's just like, who? You guys can go and look at it. I put up a song by Beck that's just that one will bum you out. <laughs> and then I, I did a I did a couple Eagles tunes. I did a Desperado. That's a, that's one that's just uh, that one will that one will bum you out. That's a great song, but it'll bum you out. And as I understand it, you were at. Not an Eagle show last night, but there was a, a a good cover band of the Eagles. That is correct. Did um, they do Desperado? Little, they did Desperado. They basically did like every well-known Eagle song and a couple that you'd have to be a real fan to know. Um, Ooh, but yes, some my, deep cuts. My um, lovely little Hamlet here uh, does a summer concert ser- series and... Um, it got delayed because of the summer, of course. Uh, but what was interesting, we went last month because it's once a month and they like pushed it out into the year. Right. So it's normally May, June, July and August. And they did July, August, September and October. Um, so they just pushed it back. Um, what was interesting, we went last month and it was still a good little band and and everything. And it was a lot of fun. It was like a bunch of fifties covers with, you know, people in period costumes and whatever oh yeah out of florida and uh i mean just fun for the family you know there was maybe 150 people there we went last night there was closer to 2000 that's the power of the eagles now i want to hold on it's because covid's over (laughs) oh yeah that's true but like seriously if i'm gonna go to a concert do i want to hear somebody do i want to hear like at the hop or do I want to hear Hotel California? If it, if that's a choice, I'm going to go Hotel California the whole way. Now we have to right. we have to guess. We have, I have to guess the name. I get three guesses for the name of the Eagles cover band. Uh the my first guess is they call themselves Desperado. That's my first guess. If I'm an if I'm an Eagles tribute band, I'm calling myself Desperado. Am I am I right or am I wrong? I have no recollection. Oh, then that's a crappy game. If if you can't tell me I'm right, I'm gonna go ahead and say I got it on my first try. I'm just gonna say you're totally right, Michael. (laughs) Okay, let's get into some news. We have to have our hot take. We have to uh, titillate our audience with our with our insights, our smarts, and our comedic spins on this. Ruth Bader Ginsburg has passed away. 
I don't know if you guys heard this or not. <laughs> it might be. It might be news. Uh, I don't know why this didn't. Like, people are all shaken up. What do you think is going to happen? What should they do? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm, I'm, here's, here's what I think. I'm, first of all, okay, here's my, my initial thought. I'm bummed out that she's dead. I really am. She seemed like a good lady. She, she seemed like an, uh, a decent uh, human being who really, you know, she fought the good fight. And I, I'm sure I've said this before in other podcasts, like she had the weight of the world on her shoulders. Like everyone, just like, keep going, Ruth, keep going. I mean, thank goodness it seemed like she was into it, you know, like she really dug her wow. job. Uh, but listen, it, it looks like Trump is going to uh, announce somebody. We'll pretend it's Monday. We'll pretend it's Monday. It looks like Trump is going to announce somebody today. It doesn't look like he's holding back. I think we're like, what, 45 I, days away from the election? I believe so. But I, my guess is probably Tuesday. Ruth Bader Ginsburg was Jewish. And um, normally you're buried within 24 hours in that faith. But because this weekend was Rosh Hashanah, she'll be buried Monday. I don't think he's going to announce the day of her funeral. That, yes. Yes. So my bet is up. Tuesday. I'm with you on that one. I'm with you on that one. So that would put us at like 44 days ahead of the election. and Something like that. It's around I there. A, I have a theory. Oh, do tell. Spill the beans. So do you remember in 2018 how that circus um, won us the Senate with Kavanaugh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's my thing. I believe he is going to nominate Amy Coney Barrett. Probably. She's a woman. She's a mother of seven. Two ch ch children are adopted. Um, she was just recently confirmed to the district court or appeals court. Yeah. Yeah. Um, by this Senate. So what I think is at least ne right now, um, the Trump administration, sure, if they have the votes, they're going to go ahead and get it done um, as fast as they possibly can. But what they really want is the shit show in the Judiciary Committee <laughs> to remind everybody how awful the Democrats are. Like watching Kamala Harris rip apart a female Supreme Court nominee is going to be some epic 2020. It will be. I have to imagine that uh, anybody who ever dated Amy, their their phone is ringing off the hook right now. Was she her a kindergarten was she, teacher? Right. Was she selfish well, with mean, her crayons? Did she share? Was Was she a good listener? Well, the other thing that is well known about her is that she's Catholic. Um, so we have a lot of Democrats or Catholics that vote Democrat, which yeah. pretty much violates every tenet of the church. I think when they see, at least some of them, when they see the left going after her for her faith, because they will, it'll be a yes. religious test. Um, I think that's really going to turn some people off. Let me just uh, jump in here with this. And this goes to my uh, complainathon, the semi-annual mm -hmm. complainathon. I really don't understand how Catholic women can vote Democrat. I really oh, neither do I. I just can't get past it. You see people posting stuff on Facebook that like this is election is about love and forgiveness and being gentle and kind and how could you possibly vote for a monster like Trump? And I'm like, he's on the side that isn't killing the babies. Like I don't what part of that do you not get? How well, could, like and like at my kids old elementary school. My kids went to a uh, a Catholic elementary school and they're gone now, but it was like I was always shocked at like all the Obama bumper stickers in in the parking lot. I'm like, do you guys what what part of this do you just not pay attention to the to the to the big ones? And I'm talking about the commandments here. I'm talking commandment level stuff. Well, 
I mean, not just that, but Catholic doctrine came out opposed to socialism a long time ago. Why do you think John, um, Pope John Paul got in the whole, let's make sure the Soviet Union goes away? Yeah. Yeah, he had, a, mean, big, he had a big hand in that whole uh, Poland yes, thing. Yes, he Lech, did. Lech Valencia. I'm yes, ordinary. he did. That's because the Catholic Church does not, does not, despite all the lefties going, Jesus was a socialist. No, he wasn't. <laughs> um, yes, I love that. I love that argument. Jesus was a socialist. Um, pearls in front of pigs, all that good. Yeah, no, no, he wasn't. Um, sell your cloak but, and buy a sword. If you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and get a sword. That was a, that's mm-hmm. a that's a JC original right there. Okay. And yes, you are your brother's keeper, but your brother in Christ. Thank you're missing, you. You're missing the the final piece there, people. Yeah, um, I, so I no, hate... Jesus was not a socialist. Um, and but I mean, I just really think when they're up there, like ripping her for her faith, almost all religious people are going to have to understand how much they hate people of faith. And they do, because you're supposed to have faith in the government. Well, I I, I don't even know if it's going to get, I don't, I don't think we're going to get confirmation hearings before the election. I really don't. Ginsburg was confirmed in 45 days. She was? election year. Yes. Wow. And she, that she passed by like what, 98 to two or something insane. Well, yeah, because what, what was going on, right? We had had Bork. Who's Bork. now a verb? Yes, Robert Bork, who became a verb because of the way Teddy Kennedy treated him. Um, and then we had Thomas, and for some reason, maybe there was enough time in between. Maybe I don't know, but you know, the Republicans were still playing by Marcus of Queensbury rules. The president put this person in, unless we can find a true ethical or professional issue why they should not be there, aside from ideology. Then the president who should get who who they want. I mean, the Republicans did this right up through Kavanaugh. And I think that is that was so awful and still raw enough that they're just like, F you. <laughs> like, don't even. Yeah. Well, who was the dude that Obama nominated and Mitch McConnell and the gang are like, we can't Eric. do yeah, Garland. Merrick Garland. We can't do this in election year. We got to da 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 da, and that's what the left is going to wrap themselves up in. And and to me, like on at face value, that's a solid bitch. That's a solid bitch right there. You're like, whoa. On face on face value, if McConnell hadn't said at the time it was an election year with a house divided, meaning the Senate was of one party. The president was of another. And if you look, there's actually a writer, Dan McLaughlin at National Review, who on August 7th went through and and evaluated all of the nominations in history. And this is like 100 percent consistent. Hopefully, hopefully the 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 Republicans, the conservatives, they can get that message out because I, I can just see it coming now. It's just like, wait a minute, because, you know, how everyone's going to be a legal expert now. Everyone's going to be an expert on the Supreme Court now on social media, and you're going to have every dumbass idiot on the face of the planet going, wait a minute, I remember when Mitch McConnell married Garland. So get ready with those facts, people. Get ready to to start quoting those gypsy facts. I don't even care about the facts at this point. Do you know why? Ooh, Why? There's not a doubt in my mind under the same circumstances the Democrats would be putting forward a nominee and making damn sure they got through confirmation in 45 days. Not a doubt in my mind. I am tired of Republicans being held to one standard and Democrats not holding themselves to the same standard. And as their Messiah said, elections have consequences. So F you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Now, here's here's my worry. Because I worry a lot. I'm a worrier that the people who were not fired up 
to come out and vote for uh, sleepy Joe Biden, they will get fired up uh, if there's this. I mean, this is the reason to do it now. This is the the hopeful the push it through, do it now, blah 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 blah. Because if it's if it's hanging over the election, then you're gonna have uh, every dumb stoner hippie. You know, I'm not really voting for Joe Biden. I'm voting for the Supreme Court. That's the most important. Yaw, yaw, yaw. It'll motivate the losers to get up off their couches. It'll motivate. It'll motivate the people who want unrestricted abortion on demand. That's the only people it ever motivates on the left. Ugh. Ah, I can't yeah. stand it. I Why can't do stand you it. Think- why do you think they went after Thomas? Why do you think they went after Kavanaugh? See, Gorsuch was lucky. He was a one for one, right? Yeah. He was, they all knew a, a conservative was a conservative originalist was going to replace Scalia. That's a one for one. They didn't lose anything. Kennedy mm-hmm. kind of became a swing vote. So yeah. they didn't uh, it was it was the women's march, and you notice they took it from a Me Too perspective, and it's all about being able to kill babies. It's the same reason they went after Clarence Thomas. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, and now, what is this craziness where they're talking about? Then we'll just we'll just make more Supreme Court justices. We're just going to make it now instead of a court of nine. It'll be it'll be a court of fifteen. Awesome. Then the next time we're there, it'll be a quarter 23. Are you retarded? Uh, it's seriously like, like literally my question. No one, no one can put things through exponentially. And then, and then after 25, uh, then we're going to go 33. And then after that, uh-huh. we're going to go 45. And then we're going to go 1,082. And then we're going to go 100. And then, and then pretty soon the Supreme Court will be 360 million people. And exactly. then we'll all get to vote on what we want to have happen. And there is no God. stop. It's just a giant failure on the on Congress. Just a giant, like seriously. I did a video about this, and it's doing very well at the YouTube channel. Just like lost in all of this, lost in all of this is just Nancy Pelosi slow walking another stimulus bill. Like still doing the same old. We got to get some money to the the cities and the California pension program. And the state and local governments are hurting. Hey, if you messed up your state, then you suck and you need replaced. I'm not bailing you out. I'm not bailing. Those those are my tax dollars. Give me my twelve hundred bucks. Give me my money. South Dakota. Yeah. Unemployment. South Dakota is back down to four point two. Mm-hmm. Unemployment in Georgia is in the low sevens. We shut down for a little while. We opened up. At the end of April, and we never shut back down. Yeah, they so uh, the states the states that balanced the decision making appropriately, mm-hmm. right? Let's not overwhelm our hospitals. Let's get our economy moving again. Should not be punished because you have people out in California and the public health person in LA said it on tape. Well, you know we can't really consider opening up until after the election. Yes. Yes, it's she said. That, she said the quiet part out loud. <laughs> it's all political, and I don't want to give them a. I, I'm not rewarding them with tax dollars. I'll lose my mind. Oh my gosh! And then it's crazy. And the other thing that struck me about it is how easily they bandy about these giant numbers. Like they're talking mm-hmm. about the, the the conservatives, the Republicans are like going, "We have a package that's 1.5 trillion." trillion dollars. No. And and Nancy's like, no, it's got to be three. What? It's insane. And this is the fifth. This is the fifth stimulus package. It is. And it's for what? That's a good question. Like, it certainly isn't for the people. I have no problem with what President Trump did doing an executive order that says, we're going to extend the unemployment. We're not going to give you six. We're going to give you 600. We're going to give you four because you have to have some incentive to go back to work. Right? Yeah. So let, let's do that piece of it and a little more money for small businesses to help them recover. And that's it. That's all I want. I mean, I heard Ted Cruz say it. I heard Rand Paul say it. I heard Mike Lee say it. I heard a bunch of the senators saying it. 
a narrowly focused bill to help families and help small business. That's it. And uh, and I go back to an original point, like, and just do it through the banks. Do it through the banks. Hey, who's got a loan out for a small business? Who's having, you know, just if you have a small business, if you have a restaurant, whatever, just go to your bank and go, hey, it's me. Here's my account number. Just plop it in there. Just eliminate the middleman. Okay, now I'm getting fired up. Now the now the the title of this flipping show is coming to full fruition. We're we're getting into the semi-annual complainathon really well. We're gonna play a couple commercials. Oh, we're gonna welcome all of our new listeners on Amazon. If you're listening to the show on Amazon Music, welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Here's what we do. We play a couple commercials, and then we come right back, and the show just gets more entertaining as we go. Loosen your pants. You're going to make some room. Make some room. (laughs) We'll be right back. Okay, odds are you're one of the people in America who's better off today than three years ago. And now you've got some smug Democrat calling you racist and trying to jam one hand in your ass and another in your pocket. So at a time when taxes are down, jobs are up, and the economy is way up, it'd be nice if there were a candidate who had more to offer than making you pay for other people's shit. Well, the eagle has landed. Say hello to President Donald J. Trump. He ain't just making America great again. Trump's doing things no president has ever done before. He's keeping promises, packing courts, defending the border, rebuilding our military, and making Chuck Schumer cry like a schoolgirl with two skin knees. This president is six foot three inches of let's put America first. And oh yeah, immigration, jobs, drug prices, nobody's got better numbers. The game has changed, and the Democrats are officially fucking crazy. So keep America great. Stand with Trump in 2020. See, I told you, it's a couple commercials, and then we come back. All right, we're, we're still in the middle of our, our semi-annual complaint-a-thon. Here's the, the other one This and that, that had me going this morning. There's that uh, Senator Blumenthal, the guy who lied uh, about being in Vietnam. Uh, oh, yeah, that dude is, uh, he's what they call odious. I don't, I, I don't. call him dick. Dick. Yeah, definitely. His name is Richard Blumenthal. So whenever I respond to something he says, I say, hey, Dick. <laughs> well, here's what uh, here's what old Dick had to say uh, about RBG and the and the Supreme Court. He goes, he tweeted he tweeted this out. If Republicans recklessly and reprehensibly force a SCOTUS vote before the election, nothing is off the table. What does that mean, dude? Nothing is off the table. And I'm seeing this sentiment echoed a lot on social media. If you try to put in a new SCOTUS, if you try to get a new judge on the Supreme Court, we're going to burn it down. Like, what in the heck? When? Since when? Since when do... Well, I, I, I answered the question before I asked um, it. I'm like, since, since when do... Right? <laughs> like inciting violence. As I, was, as I was saying it, I'm like, wow, I guess they've been... They've been doing that for a while, right? Like all summer. It, and before that, you had that Maxine Water. If you see him in a gas station, let them know they're not welcome. If you see him at the bank, impeach 45. They've been building this up, and now they're just, they're just blatant. They're just wearing it on their sleeves. Like, we'll burn it's, it it's down. It's an extortion. It's it like, is. You know, that's a really nice country you have there. Shame if anything happens to it. Yeah, you do what we want. You do what we want, or this whole uh, restaurant is going to catch on fire. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, so- I mean, like, like I personally don't react well to that at all. Like, no. if I was remotely on the fence, I'd be like, "Go to hell, dig it!" Like when I, I literally, uh, I was at work the other night uh, when we when got it news. Happens. Yeah, we got we got news, and like people are 
you know, flipping out and they're in deep thought and asking me because they know I do this and the the website and all that. What do I think? What do I think? And I was trying to be calm and cool and level headed. But once somebody starts swinging around these threats, hey, if you do that, I'm going to hit you. Well, now I'm doing it. Now I'm all in. Now you've just made it happen. Right? Yeah. No, you, I'm you, sitting. I'm sitting outside at the at the picnic table. We're having a little bonfire Friday night, and I'm scrolling through my twitters, and all of a sudden, like without even thinking, I go, "Oh shit!" Yeah. <laughs> and my husband's like, "What?" And he's not political at all. Like, I mean, he votes and everything, but he's not like into the weeds, right? You dig it. Dig I it. go. Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. He looks at me and goes, oh, shit. And I'm like, even he knows. Yeah. Yeah. Now, hold on a yeah. second. You, had, you, you, said so, you said sitting at the bonfire. You have an incredible life. You're going to Eagles Covers Band. You're sitting outside by the bonfire. That sounds delightful, by the way. This is a fire the, pit built into my patio. Oh. Oh, so it was at your place. You weren't, like, in the middle of the woods doing yeah, some yeah, kind yeah, of. Yeah, 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 yeah gypsy ritual where you throw in some some frog parts and this was my own bonfire does it get kind of crazy out there at the gypsy camp when it's just you and the mister by the bonfire get a little sometimes there's beverages involved (laughs) get get your drink on the racket crackle of the fire i do have a legitimate question though okay shoot so, we have a Democratic Party that is already suing the states to wait, extend mail Wait, wait, wait. This isn't, this isn't about sex with by the bonfire? I really thought that's where you were going. Of course it's not. No. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. Under the moonlight? Under the full moon? No. <laughs> that sounds great, by the way. That's the only good thing about the fall, is like you can have big rip. Oh, my gosh. You can do big rip roaring bonfires. Get some uh-huh. s'mores going. Do you ever cook s'mores out there? I'm not a big fan of the marshmallow, but the kids like them. Oh, it's the chocolate marshmallow crunchy of the graham cracker. That's deliciousness. I and was then, the weird, weird kid in the neighborhood that when you went to a friend's house for lunch and their mom made peanut butter and fluff, I pulled it apart, put the fluff down, and folded the peanut butter in half. <laughs> Do you know what? Like, I know <laughs> I people hated who- it. Who were raised like that on peanut butter and fluff, and they look back, they you can do they stare off into space and the smile creeps over their face. I'm like, I never did peanut butter and fluff. Ugh. Maybe I maybe I was just insanely poor oh and didn't know it. I think it was poor food though. I mean, it was really expensive. It seems it seems like 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 buying a jar of fluff, that is some serious, like richy rich shit right there. Like, oh, I'm just going to get a jar of marshmallow goop and put this. It seems, to me, it seems so decadent. It's in with the peanut butter and the jelly. It's in the same jar, like goober? It's in the same aisle. Yeah, it's right there. Oh, in the same aisle. Do you remember the peanut butter? We're so off topic, but I love it. Do you remember the peanut butter that came with the jelly already in it? Yeah, that, that was tough for me. Yeah, me too. Even as a kid, even as a I kid, like, I'm like, how lazy are you? How lazy are you? But I'm, I'm like, judging people when I'm seven. There's a ratio to everything. Yes. And that was the completely wrong ratio. I was a lot of chunky peanut butter and a little bit of strawberry jam. Oh, my! I haven't had chunky peanut butter in a million mm. years. I want it right now. And I could not only kind, only kind agree with you more that it's about ratios. It's about ratios. And that's when I knew I liked Anthony Bourdain, Anthony Bourdain. The first episode of no reservation I ever saw, he was talking about hamburgers and he was at some like greasy ass hamburger joint, but he's like, this is great. He goes, a lot of people think hamburgers are easy. They're not. They're simple. But they're not easy. It's all a good burger is all about the ratio, the right amount of bun to meat to cheese to topping to bang to bang. And it's easy to go off the rails. And I'm like, finally, finally, somebody somebody gets it. Not not some Bobby Flay crap where I'm going to put a caramel reduction sauce on it. Okay, we're off the rails. We're off the rails. But I'm sad for you. But ratios matter. I'm (laughs) 
Horatio. Horatio Hornblowers Matter. I'm sad for you. I'm going to write you a prescription uh, for some some autumn outdoor nookie with you and the husband by the campfire. You got to get a little crazy out there. Life is short. Celebrate. Okay. You have to understand the way my neighborhood is configured, and then you'd understand why that's not even possible. <laughs> some, some, we got a listener who sells fencing. <laughs> I have a fence, but I live over the top of the hill and the first house down on the other side. So the house above me has all of their windows looking down into my fence. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a cool. lot of neighborhoods in LA like that. You get up into the yeah. hills and I'm like, mm-hmm. I know you have a swimming pool out here, but you have zero privacy. Your neighbor exactly. it's like exactly living at the bottom of the Coliseum. It's just like you're you're always the gladiator and, then- and ever the emperor. <laughs> and then peeking over, peeking over the other side is my neighbors um, that can't really see the fire pit, but is the 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 neighbors on like bonus room window, like above the garage. Yeah. And he's a pastor. So. Oh. <laughs> well, the pastor knows that that love between two married people is beautiful and it's beautiful. A pastor came over and asked my husband if my son was a Satanist because he built a little. This is the best. This is the best show we've done in ages. I don't know. This was like, I don't know, eight, nine years ago. Came over and asked my, our son was, um, into satanism or something because he he and his buddies had found a bunch of bricks and like laid them out on the like from a construction site like laid them out on the ground and stacked them on top of each other and made this thing your son's building altar altars out in the woods oh man no he's not he's a boy they're playing with bricks (laughs) so i'm just thinking nah (laughs) yeah yeah When the, when the neighbor pastor already thinks a stack of bricks is is an altar for an animal sacrifice, <laughs> now I really want you to do it. Now I, I was really tra- like I was on, traveling on... at the time, and I get this phone call. Okay, so the neighbor thinks their son's a Satanist. I'm like, what? <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. hilarious. I remember when I was a million years ago, I was doing stand up in Bloomington, Indiana. There was a one-nighter in Bloomington at this uh, little pizza joint on on the campus of the university there, Bear's Place. And before the comedy show started, they were having like a little town meeting in the comedy club, like the the, the back of the pizzeria where the people would sit. And there was a guy on stage, like legit in all earnestness, uh, saying that like the G-War was coming. The G-War. He had seen the signs. Citizens need to be concerned. Get your weapons ready. Get trained. The G-War was coming. He then had like a PowerPoint presentation to back up his thing about the G-War. And and as he showed these images, it was like random graffiti on the back of like dumpsters and buildings. And it was Guar. It was, you ever heard of that band, that heavy metal band, Guar? No. Oh, yeah, it's hilarious. They were big in like the, they weren't even big, but they were around in the late 80s and the mid 90s, and they would dress up like monsters. It was like Kiss, but a whole new level. And they were called Guar, and you spelled it G-W-A-R. And this guy, so you've got like some uh, like teenage heavy metal fans like Guar rules and Guar. And this guy thought the G-War was coming. I thought it was hilarious. I said nothing. I allowed him to live in fear. Okay. <laughs> back, back to... Yeah. Back, back to, to politics? Po- yes. So th- yes. can I go back to my political question then? Thank God. I thank the Lord Almighty that you can. If, that would, if, if I would have been you, I would have totally lost the question ages ago. The fact that you still have it uh, just cements you it's in the Hall of Fame. Oh, it's it, super important. Then do it. Okay, so we have a Democrat party that's suing states all over the country to extend their mail-in voting periods, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They yeah. already have a legal team ready to litigate the election results. Are we really going to send an election to a 4-4 court? That's a great point. That is a 
fantastic. You want to see the country burn? You want a real constitutional crisis? Well, that that is a that's a super. So yes. So for the listeners out there, just just I'll, I'll put it in my dumb guy speak. So if you don't replace Ruth Bader Ginsburg. You got four, 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 four that lean left, four that lean right. Although Roberts, what a doofus that guy is. But but on paper, it's four, four left, four right. It's a four, four tie. You've got uh, election night but comes except- and goes, and then the Democrats go, oh no, we got to count this, and then give us more time because they have to figure out how many votes they need because that's how that's how ballot harvesting works. How many votes do we need in Pennsylvania? How many votes do we need in Wisconsin? How many votes do we need in Florida? And then they, they sue, the Republicans sue back, lower court, blah, 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 goes to the Supreme Court. They can't come to a decision. Then you've got no president. That's going to go on for months and months. And then you have, in effect, President uh, Nancy Pelosi. I think the power goes to her. Am I right? Not exactly. See, there's there's this whole thing that was laid out in the Wall Street Journal about things that have to happen by law, right? Yes, this is great. So I'm the, so glad. Although the, the bonfire doinking was, was titillating, this is actually a learning thing. How does it work? So I don't remember the exact dates, but there's literally a date, seven days before the electors meet in December, you have to have a decision at the state level. And that's in early December. And then by the time you, so once that deadline passes, if your state couldn't get its shit together, your entire state can be disenfranchised. Meaning what? Meaning if Stacey Abrams ties Georgia up in court and it can't get resolved, Georgia just won't count. Well then, yikes. Exactly my point. If that happens to enough states... Then uh-huh. can't particularly you of- red ones, particularly red ones. That's where their legal stuff is going to be pounded. Yeah. But there is good news. Do tell. So Virginia started early voting and there were record crowds. And they all said, yeah, we don't trust that whole mail-in vote thing. That's good. That's good. Vote hey. in person. Vote, vote in, in person. person. Vote in person. Vote often. Um, do you have the option to do that in New York? Or do you have to absentee from your home state? I have to absentee from my home state. But I might yeah. actually be back in California for that. I'm sorry. So. No, no, no. It'll be okay. I'll, I'll be chasing the sunshine. I'll be going. Uh, I'll be in full uh, Beach Boy mode. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. There's some wonderful... Uh, there's some wonderful possibilities on the uh, on the horizon. I don't want to jinx anything. I don't want to talk out of school. Oh, this is what I wanted to say because we were talking about mail-in voting and yada yada yada. And I guess I'll say this now. I guess I'll say this now. There's a wonderful group uh, that you and I are in—a little chat group—and uh, you write for uh, PJ Media, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And then there's. A dude named Brad. Brad writes for Red State, Twitchy, and Town Hall. Yes, uh, I'm, I just want to give Brad his his due. What's Brad's last name? Brad Slager, and he writes and on Twitter. He is at Martini Shark. Yeah, okay, there you go. So, if you guys want to follow Brad Slager uh, at Martini Shark, he's a he's a pretty astute dude. Good sense of humor. We uh-huh. like him. He posted a uh, article in in red state i should actually I, I see this is the kind of thing where i'm like dude 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 keep it low keep it low he has an article out today i believe uh no it came out on september 10th as democrats focus on polls the gop has a massive voter registration advantage in pennsylvania he did yep. a little he did a little deep dive and mm-hmm. the the republicans have been registering a boatload of people like Dem- in the- former Democrats, mostly they're not right? even new voters, like over a hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a big number and Democrats have registered like 20,000. And I'm just like, keep it low, dude. Don't go broadcasting that. Don't go. Don't go. Let well, I mean, that's go. like there was a, 
I think actually Politico wrote it up. Um, this was like a month ago, maybe. Yeah. Like the Trump campaign was knocking on a million doors a week and Joe Biden's was doing no door knocking at all. I, and this is, this is what I might do. This is what I'm, I'm thinking about a video and I might as well do it. It's like, cause I keep coming, I keep coming back to this notion. How is this even close? Like, how is this race even close? You you have a heart. I feel like I could have a sit down with anybody other than a, a political pundit. If you're a political pundit and, you, and you're you're making money from from CNN or MSNBC or blah, 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 blah. And it's your job to go out there and get people to hate President Trump. I can't convince you. But I seriously you drop me off in any mall in America. Do we still I, have malls? Well, any, any, any place like that. Here's what I'm saying. Here's my point. Bonfire, no sex haver. My point is this. Is like, I, I think I could talk one-to-one with, with anybody and convince them to vote for Trump. Like, like and, and it would be easy. It would be easy. Uh-huh. You just remind them, hey, you, you, you know that like ISIS was a thing, right? You know there's still, you know there's still bad guys that want us dead. Right. You, you still know that the world is a dangerous place. So and you know that China's doing X, Y and Z and you know, all this other stuff still goes on. And, and you you're going to trust you're going to trust Joe Biden to wake wake up at 3 a.m. and save the day. He doesn't know where he is right now. He doesn't, he doesn't know, know where he is at three is. o'clock in the afternoon. Right. Screw 3 a.m. Let's go 3 p.m. He's like, uh, oh, where it's just. And it's not, it's not hyperbole. It's like, you cannot watch that guy talk and think, oh yeah, he's got it together. He is hitting on all cylinders. What did Joe Rogan say? He's like a light bulb that's starting to go out. Yeah. But like, it gets dimmer and dimmer and dimmer and just goes poof. Yeah. But you used to get those little flickers of, oh, now it's working again before it starts. Mm -hmm. But we're going a long time without flicks. We're going a long time without flicks. Okay, stick around. Uh, we got. I got to do some bitching. I, I just want to bitch, uh, or complain rather, uh, about MSNBC and their coverage. There's some TikTok news. I want to keep the Durham probe story alive, and I got a Mandalorian update that you guys. Derek's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. After the third time jump-starting my car, I finally realized my battery was dying. So I stopped by O'Reilly to have it checked. They tested it right there in the parking lot. It was bad, real bad. But they helped me find the right battery for my car and even installed it for free. Now my car starts like new. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Not to be a backseat driver, but can you say for sure you got the best monthly payment possible on your auto loan? Could it be that you might have gotten a better deal by shopping the loan at a few places and have a lower car payment? Next time before you go car shopping, visit Communication Federal Credit Union first. Our auto loan experts will find you a perfect loan and get you the lowest monthly payment we can. Communication Federal, your auto loan experts. Restrictions apply. Federally insured by NCUA. semi-annual complaint-a-thon continues. This just is, is going to seem random, but you owe it to yourself to watch MSNBC every once in a while. And just to, no. you really do, just to understand the difference. Because people love to go, oh, you watch Fox. You're uh, you're brainwashed. You're brain-. At, on, on Fox, they will literally have discussions of the events, okay? Here's the thing that happened. Here's it is in historical con- context. Here's the things X, Y, and Z could happen. Here's the thing that that should happen, and I think will happen. And then you get the other side of the story, 
and it's news driven and there's historical relevance and all this stuff. You you and they watch put Marie Harfon. Well, you need that. And you need, Brazil. You need you need that voice. You need that voice from the I other side. Get that. I'm just saying they're not completely one way or the other. And, mm. You know, you see you see Tater out there, shiny skull, Brian when Stelter. There is nothing quite like MSNBC and their giant circle jerk of speculation. I've I, I've never seen anything like it. I want to put it in a movie. It's just such a piece of absolute. Okay, this happened. Now we're going to go to our expert. What could this mean? What do you think this means? And the expert's like, well, I think this means that the worst is probably coming. Here comes some horrible news. This is walls right up Nazi in. Germany. The walls are closing in. This could be the worst thing ever. Uh-oh, we have, we have another uh, person joining us. What do you think about what the person just speculated? Well, I tell you, that kind of speculation makes me want to really run for the hills. This could really be bad. This is probably the worst, and it just goes on and on like that. And it's there's one little nugget. It's like the best example is when Trump would was t- would take the drink of water and he had his hand underneath the glass. Uh-huh. And they're like, OK, there you go. He's got palsy. He's got some. This is he's losing it. This is a, like they will go to the 10th degree. He's on death's door because he holds his glass uh, up and he has a, his hand under it. This is the end. He's got dementia. He's not fit to lead. Let's get the 25th Amendment. Let's get him out of there. Will he leave? Will we have to call the military to get him out? We're going to need forklifts and snipers on each tower. And then Trump's like, my ties are expensive and I don't want the water to drip on my tie. And it's like, put on MSNBC. That's like a day of programming. I I, I cannot stand it. I, I, I just, I, I watch it like a train wreck. And I take as much as I can. But you guys who listen to the show uh, on iTunes or Amazon.com or maybe you're listening at theloftestparty.com with the smooth, mellow towns of yours truly and the Liberty Gypsy, you have to watch. You owe it to yourself to watch a little bit of the MSNBC just to see where everybody else is coming from. I can't I can't do uh, CNN. CNN, that's the one. Uh, I need to watch some tater salad. I need to watch some. Brian Stelter or whatever the heck. Some Don Lamont. Just watch the clips that float through Twitter. They're long enough and and you can get it. Like, I can't watch... I can't watch ABC. Like, to make me try to do NBC or or, or MSNBC, it's just a bridge too far. Yeah, I can't. Like, I, I, I can't listen to George Stephanopoulos. Did you see where Trump called him out the other day? Oh, did he? He should have. Trump just goes, well, you're a Democrat, George, so you know. It's just like, it was great. It was great. Oh, you in guys, the town hall? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, are, we are in the golden age. We've said it before. I'll say it again. The masks are off, and now you know which side somebody's on. There's, very, there's a handful of people doing uh, journalism still. And then it, I constantly have to remind myself of this like during the whole uh you know covid and now with you know ruth bader ginsburg there is still the durham probe going on don't forget that lawyer dude from the fbi pled guilty for falsifying that email and for making the changes and there are there's still things going on behind the scenes and that is still in my humble opinion the most important story a group of people in the FBI and the CIA, non-elected officials who are trying to take over and oust a duly elected leader. That's the big story. Keep your eyes and ears open for more Durham probe. You think? Yeah, I think. Uh, who did I see this morning? It might have been Tom Cotton or somebody talking about here. Come, there might be some more. Uh, there might be, and then oh, and then also uh, Big Billy Barr, our our wonderful Attorney General, uh, said some little things uh, alluding to some more arrests and some more charges being brought. And I'm like, bring them, bring them, well, bring them. Supposedly, the Senate um, Homeland Security committee is putting out a report on 
the Bidens and Burisma this week. Well, that would be that would be fantastic. And I would celebrate that like nothing else. Now, hopefully. Um, oh, it, there's there's just. It's just a matter of, I don't know, I, I, I don't want to become the thing that I that I that I hate. I don't want to become the monster that I loathe. But it's like. There, there's, there better be. I don't see any way where that's the whole Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, uh, Burisma, Ukraine, China, all that money. I just don't see how that could possibly be on the up and up. I don't want to be jaded. Like maybe, 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 maybe. And it's one of those things where it might be legal. Probably technically is legal, but it's just it's so, so gross. It is so gross. And that's where well, there's a part of me that wants to get up to that level. Like maybe if I ran for public office, maybe if I ran for Congress, I could get on some committees and make some friends and then my kids could be taken care of. Mike, I did a video uh, a while back uh, about Hillary Clinton, uh, Chelsea Clinton, Chelsea Clinton, and just how rich she is. And I'll well, say this why about. Why do we care what she says? Well, just in just the way it works. In just the way it works. So, and this is all I'm trying to remember the exact. So, so uh, Chelsea Clinton, she went to college. She got a, a degree in like international politics. And then she has another degree in, in history, which I'm sure you can do a lot with that. She's on like the board of directors for like six different, four different. It's a bunch of, of different like investment groups and this and that. And she's pulling in like 50 grand uh, a month from each one of these. She's on the board of directors. Mm-hmm. What do you have? You have, a, you have one meeting a month. You have what? Two meetings, three, if that, if that, and because one of the boards that she's on, they had purchased a bunch of stocks and, you know, move their money around and yada, yada, yada. And then like one of the, one of the websites they own is like Tinder and grinder they own all these like hookup sites they they made a an absolute fortune and because uh-huh. she had such a windfall in such a short amount of time she had to publicly disclose her earnings and it's it's insane and that's and that's just the way it goes and this is why well, dynasties suck and i think our uh, founding fathers knew that and warned against it they do um and you know the 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 privilege in a certain class within America is is enough to make you kind of go hmm. Um, but do you remember the book Clinton Cash? I do. Was that Dinesh D'Souza or was that somebody else? No, that was Peter Schweitzer. <clears throat> yeah. Now, mind you, Peter Schweitzer used to appear on CNN and all over the place. Because he, like John Solomon, is an investigative reporter with some serious bona fides. Okay? Yes. After he wrote Clinton Cash, he didn't go on CNN anymore. Mm-mm. Now he has produced a short documentary. And I want to make sure I get the name right. It's called Riding the Dragon. The Biden's Chinese Secrets. What bothers me immensely. Immensely. Right. Yes. About the Biden's dealings is Ukraine was bad enough because we give a lot of money to some really bad people. Like one guy that likes to murder people with chainsaws. Not a good thing. No. But his bank got nationalized under Zelensky, the new president. So it's being taken care of. Like, I think that dude is actually a good dude who's trying to clean things up. Like, I think he's got the right the right perspective. Um, He's a little Trumpy in that way. So in China, though, Hunter Biden negotiated deals for the Chinese purchase of American companies that had dual use technology. In other words, they had both commercial and military applications. And those sales went through the the review process in the Obama administration like a knife through Jell-O. Yeah. So I'm way more offended by and pissed off about the national security implications of what the Biden family has done 
than I am over him being paid to be on some board that he had no right to be on. Yes. Does that make sense? It makes make sense? it makes total and complete sense. Like, and I had I didn't know about these uh companies that had dual I had never even heard the term dual use technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I mean, it's, it makes perfect sense when you start thinking about it. But you're like, okay, I've developed, I've, ma- I've made this thing, uh, and it can help everyday citizens do X, Y, and Z. However, if you put it in a submarine, it could really, or if you put it on a missile, you could mm-hmm. really. It's the thing. It's like science fiction authors. It's always, it's, it's, the, it's been it's, it's so many stories where an inventor makes something, and then they're like, oh no, they're going to use it for war, and boy. I, yeah, they 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 really greased the skids and and got that to China fast, and that's terrifying. Well, again, it's called Riding the Dragon: The Biden's Chinese Secrets, and I think you can find it online. And I don't think you have to pay for it. Well, that would that, that would be great. That would be great. Uh, listen, everybody, we got no beef with the the good people of China. Here, here's what I have a beef with. I have a beef with uh, big communism. I have a big uh, beef with uh, do what we say or we're, we're going to lock you up and send you to a re-education camp or we're going to handcuff your hands and throw you on a train to do God knows what. And, you know, now you're slave labor, you're sub like that. That stuff is really that's legit. It goes on in China and it's the people of China. Wonderful. But their mm-hmm. overlords, watch out. And it goes to the – I wanted to spend a little bit of, on, on TikTok today uh, because I guess there's now there, – there could be a sale again. Somebody else could buy it, but blah, 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 blah. Listen, TikTok is a lot of fun, uh, I, and I hope there's some way they can figure out a, a way to keep it available here in the States and not get all of our data out. TikTok is a lot of fun. I was when that thing came out and I I thought about jumping in because it's a lot, you know, with uh, with the YouTube channel and the website and Facebook and Instagram and Parler and Clout Hub and all these platforms. And then I I thought about jumping onto TikTok because it looked so much fun. Holy crap. That is the crack cocaine of entertainment. I mean, I was dying laughing, just one after the other, after the other, after the other. Just the videos are great, and people are so creative and 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 awesome. It would suck to lose TikTok, but we just can't afford to uh, have China just run in and grab everybody's personal data. I, I just don't want to help them well, over, overthrow us. Yes. Why didn't Vine make it? Because those used to be hysterical. Vine got gobbled up by Twitter. Vine got t- gobbled up by Twitter, and then Twitter goes, "You know what? We don't. We don't need Vine. We don't need it." That was the classic one. I think when they when they made Vine, it was one of those things where it was almost immediately up for sale. And once they had enough users, and it looked like it might be in the in the realm of competition, then Twitter just gobbled them up and said bye bye. And that's what everybody thought that Facebook was going to do with Instagram. When Facebook bought Instagram, it was like, oh, don't be a dick. Don't don't pull a vine. And uh, so hopefully it'll stick around. Okay. This is uh, this is big news for me as a Star Wars fan, as a uh, as a guy who's really looking forward to uh, the next season that comes out in October. It's just going to keep heating up and heating up. Here's the rumor. Here's the rumor, you guys. The star of The Mandalorian, Mr. Uh, Pedro Pascal, left the show. He quit halfway through filming. That would not be good. However, I can kind of understand. Here's why. Here's what happened. In The, uh, in the Mandalorian, uh, they're like a, a warrior race of people. And you always want to have your your armor on. You always have to have your helmet on. You always like to be seen without your helmet. In 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 the reality that they made up for Star Wars. Now I don't know if they told Pedro that before he negotiated his contract. But like as an actor, you want your face on screen. That's kind of sure. a big 
That's kind of a big deal. <laughs> you want people to know that it's you. And I guess he was looking at the scripts and he's like, holy, I'm wearing, I'm, I'm wait, we're in season two now, kids. And I'm still not taking off the helmet. And the writers are like, yeah, no, no, they're still, still under the helmet. And evidently Pedro had enough. And he's like, get somebody else under there. I'm out. And how that show is, is monstrous. There's a, it's got tons of fans. It's like cult. It is. It is. It's, it's, it's hope for every Star Wars fan around the world. So hopefully they can get old uh, Pedro Pascal back underneath the suit. But then I'm thinking about it. And as a guy who writes for television and produces some television, I'm like, yeah, but <laughs> he's, he's, you can replace him. You can do it. You can just put someone else underneath there and like, hey, Mandalorian, your voice. You do an episode where he like takes a, a laser blast ricochet to the throat, but he doesn't die. But now he sounds different. You're like, wow, your your voice sounds different, Mandalorian. Why, yes, it does. And I've lost my, my Spanish accent as well. So uh, I want Pedro Pascal back as the Mandalorian. However, I, I'm not going to get mad at Disney if if they rehire him. That is, it's a tough thing. It's a tough thing to do. It's a tough thing to say. And I know this. I'll tell you this. That mouse, that Mickey Mouse from the Big D mm-hmm. Disney, he ain't playing. He ain't playing. They will. No one, you're, you'll be hard-pressed to find a more vicious hive of scum and villainy than, than Disney will go cheap. They will... So it's going to be a tough negotiating process. I want to have him back, uh, but I, I, I get it both ways. But the show must go on. I have a couple more. I have one more thing that I really want to uh, uh, bitch about. And this goes to uh, like YouTube, not YouTube, but like kids stars. I Because I'm, I'm playing the guitar more and I'm practicing and, and YouTube has been such a great learning tool there's so many great like guitar teachers out there and here's how you do that and here's how you do this and yada 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 i started youtube suggested i watched this song and it's these i call them kids maybe i'm just old maybe i'm just that old but they seem so young and they do covers and this one kid probably in his early 20s does a cover of bob dylan's simple twist of fate and it's a Dylan song I had never heard of before, but this kid just crushes it, just crushes it. And I, and I love it. They start suggesting these, these other songs that these kids have covered. It's like this one kid and his four buddies, and they're all like in music school in New York or something. I don't even know. But they're singing songs that they shouldn't be singing. You got to be aware as an artist. They're singing. They did a cover of Springsteen's uh, I'm on Fire. Remember that song? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a passion. That's a passionate song. You're like, ooh, I want you so bad, I'm on fire. That's passion. That's hot. That's that, You got some sexual heat. And if you can't bring that to the song, don't put your crappy little cover on YouTube. Because I don't believe it. <laughs> I think there should be people like me that uh, I should start a consulting business. And when a big pop star wants to do there's songs that just don't line up taylor swift did a song two albums ago called lover and i'm like oh here we go let's see what miss taylor swift thinks about sex and doinking because you know i'm I'm a swifty i think she i think she's super hot and that song lover was just an absolute joke I mean, it was a catchy song, but she's like, we'll have an apartment. We'll get to decorate it. We'll have friends over late. We'll have hors d'oeuvres. And it's like, this has nothing to do. And it drove me crazy. It drove me nuts. you That's false advertising, Gimlet. You can't have a song called Lover when it really should be, uh, hey, I just bought my first house. Right? <laughs> Not as sexy. Not as sexy. Not really. Not really. You want to hear something? Here's a statistic that's not sexy before we get out of here. Holy crap. Pajama sales. 
This is going to make me sad. This is going to make you sad. Hopefully it's going to make our listeners sad. Pajama sales are up 133%. Well, yeah, because you can work in your pajamas if you're working from home. That's sad. It bums me out. It's a sad, you're sad You're not going to work affairs. naked. You can still sleep naked. Yeah, but like pajamas. Listen, you guys, we got to keep up appearances. We got to keep, you still got to get dressed. You still got, don't give you up. You just You're, get dressed in your pajamas. So you no. take off the pajamas you wore last night and then you put on some more pajamas. No, you have to get dressed for the day. No, don't give don't. up on life. Like those people who no, wear sweatpants don't. on planes. Just the worst people. If you've ever worn sweatpants on planes, you need to reevaluate everything. Okay. Well, I don't do that, but if I'm sitting here at my computer, literally working 20 feet from my bedroom, yeah, I don't have to put on anything, anything resembling clothes I would have to go out of the house in. I just don't. Okay. Well, baggy sweatshirts. You're wearing baggy, you're bagging, you're wearing baggy sweatshirts, sweatpants. Mm -hmm. Old nasty socks. You're not having sex by the bonfire. Your husband's a good man. He's a good man. <laughs> I cleaned right. it up to go out. <laughs> I didn't wear pajamas to the to the Eagles show last night. Boom. Game set Boom. match. Okay. To all of our new listeners at Amazon Music, welcome aboard. You can always listen to the show at theloftestparty.com. Of course, we're on iTunes. If you get the time, especially with the Amazon people, leave us a little review. It helps with the, with the algorithm. Keep people talking. Leave a little comment. Click on some stars. Click on some stars and reach for the stars. Take off those pajamas and get busy by the bonfire. We'll see you next week. <laughs>